0: This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org.
1: Well, Welcome, everyone, to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. It's my pleasure to be your host. My name is Sam, and I am
0: hosting Dr. Richard Blackaby. Well, it's my pleasure to be with you as well, Sam. Good. Happy
1: I- almost Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Yeah,
1: I can't believe we are... Just about halfway
0: through December. Yeah, just, I got to uh, watch your little three-year-old uh, kick off the Christmas extravaganza at our church this past yeah, weekend. Yeah, that was
1: that was kind of a uh, a, a, a neat experience. They uh, came huge and screen.
0: There's my little three-year-old granddaughter, <laughs> and she acting
1: she did not care what at all about that. She was just there for the ballerinas. Yeah, so she it, it she was,
0: got a good dose of that too.
1: Yeah, so it was fun. It's 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 kind of a strange. Feeling having like your kid and like part of your house like in a in a yeah. thing in front of all those yeah. people, but I thought it went really it, well. It, it, like, the yeah. whole program was good. So. Well,
0: that you, both your daughters are absolutely stunningly beautiful and I have a feeling they are going to be used in many a pageant uh, in yeah, the years to come. I,
1: I guess this means I, I need to create an IMDB page for, <laughs> for our oldest so that, you know, start, start listing her, yeah. Uh, her credits. credits. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. She's already been a bridesmaid at least three weddings. Uh, yeah. Walking down the aisle and yeah. nailed there's it a, every time. So
1: a few more opportunities in my side of the family to... T- uh, t-
0: two, her first was at two years old. I just don't know that I would trust a wedding to a two-year-old. But that was she, a particularly she uh, nailed it. She yeah, nailed
1: it. she did. She did a great job. But yeah. we were very, uh, very nervous about that one uh, for sure. Uh, well, as we come into the the Christmas season, it's uh, you know there's lots of opportunities to hear the Christmas story. Um, it's you know it's my favorite time of year. Uh, we've got our house decorated and everything. And um, you know one one thing I think that um, I think we often reflect on during this time of year is is looking looking back at, at scripture and seeing wh- what is it that that actually pleases god and, and you know maybe we just uh we focus in on the baby in a manger and, and we like to get all the warm fuzzies uh this time of year but uh you know i think it's important to also see uh through scripture what is it that that actually pleases god like what yeah. what does he care about
0: well, you know it's interesting because every Christmas time we're always frantically trying to think what would someone like for Christmas. Uh, what gift would you buy them? And uh, yeah, I you know I've I have farmed most of that out. I've like a good leader. I've delegated that to my wife, and so she does most of the shop. Now and then I'll just think of something really cool that uh, I need to get for somebody, but for the most part, that is her yeah, I'd say you delegate most spiritual of your, gift.
1: Most of your Christmas shopping is uh, yeah, not done by I should, you.
0: if I probably, yeah. if I were doing it, we'd be spending a lot less, but, uh, yeah, uh, but she does that. And Oranges then I, and socks. Yeah. Right? And then <laughs> I have to, I know I, de- I, I enlist your wife to help me shop for my wife. Yeah. And so that's the oh, one, yeah. <laughs> I, one time where I have to at least delegate to someone else, uh, to get the work done. But uh, yeah. I appreciate your wife doing the, the leg work and finding, I, I I know she knows what uh, Lisa would like, and uh, she, your wife's got good taste. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think she did well this year. So. Yeah, so that's good. I so, think I think I think Lisa will be happy
1: with, but, with you know, the things that you got her.
0: But you know, it's it it is in a sense. Every time you buy buy like now, I try to get something for my wife that's that uh, will be kind of special or nice, or uh, you, you put some money into some things if it's like jewelry or something, and uh, and then you kind of hold your breath when she's opening it up, hoping it's, she just doesn't look at it and say, oh, what, what whatever made you think to get me this, you know? That's interesting. What, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, what an interesting You don't want gift. the I word <laughs> yeah. when you're So it's, it uh, uh, you know, so you, you love people and if you love them, you're not, you're going to try to find something, you know, it's my uncle Will was notorious. Uh, who's, I think he kind of ran through his family with his brothers too, and my dad, but you know, Will was the kind of guy that like would he'd he'd wrap up like uh you know, a garbage can and say, Well, you know, your mom's been saying she needs a new garbage can, so that's, you know, perfect. Voila, you know? What's wrong with that? Christmas gift, you know? Here's your new garbage can and like
1: Will's you, my kinda of guy.
0: You'd sort of shake your head and say, Will, like, were you really thinking about that? You know? But yeah. he I mean he literally had some gifts like that and uh and you know it's not going to go well. And sometimes it's hard even to be polite when someone has put so little effort into wanting to even know what you would like or what would please you. And that, that by the way, is just, I think, the mark of a good gift giver. Like, that's why Lisa is so good, because yeah. she she observes people and knows what they like. I mean, she knows what their colors are. She knows that they don't like stripes, but they, you know, like plaid or whatever it is, you know, she'll, she'll know that. And so just by opening the gift, she's just let you know that she knows you. She's observed you. She's listened to what you've talked about and she's watched what you wear and what you don't wear. And, and so, you know, that's, there's a lot of that goes around at Christmas time. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I think, uh, and I'm going to. What I want to share just in this uh, podcast, I, I just need to give credit. Uh, to Ben Mandrell, the CEO of Lifeway, because um, I was with him in a meeting uh, this past Wednesday, and he shared from this verse. And so I'm, 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 it's not blatantly stealing if I give credit yeah. before I take uh, his main points, is it? No, I don't uh, think so. I think, and I think so that if that's you don't fair. know Ben, he uh, was a former pastor, church planter in uh, Denver, Colorado. Now he's in Nashville leading uh, Southern Baptist uh, publishing arm. And uh, I, I, I like Ben I, I think he does a great job and uh, he's made a lot of significant changes he we did an interview with him on yeah, this we've podcast, had him on podcast so um, but uh, so he had brought me in to speak uh, to that meeting last week and uh, then he kind of closed it off and he he drew our attention I thought uh, masterfully to uh, a verse I'd never really paid much attention to before and so I thought we just would highlight that and so I'm I'm Uh, very carefully footnoting this uh, to Ben (laughs) and you can check uh, him out for more great thoughts. But uh, in Ephesians five, verse 10, and I'm going to, it it says it a little bit better in the, in the new King James. So I'm going to use that. But verse 10 says, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Uh, And I think uh, in my CSB, it, it says testing uh, to uh, To determine uh, testing what is pleasing to the lord, but basically it's it 's doing some research, uh checking it out, doing running tests, whatever you have to, but investigate and find out what pleases God and you know when you first read that, you sort of think, well you know it's God i mean he, he just he likes holy things, you know he likes uh giving money to missions uh, but It's not a bad question, I think, especially to ask at Christmas time, which is, what does please God? What puts a smile on God's face uh, when you do it? And knowing that, uh, wouldn't you want to be doing that all the time? Mm. And so, uh, again, it's kind of like a clueless husband. Don't assume that just the first thought that comes into your head is going to be pleasing to God. Um, d- d- just because that's what you've always done for God every year, yeah. don't assume that He's been pleased with it every year. Uh, just because you've done it, just because it pleases you, just because you think it would be good, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that God is pleased because that's what you offered Him. And so, what's interesting is that you know when you when you when you read that phrase, I I, I just think that's a great challenge for all of us is, do you know what is acceptable or pleasing to the Lord? Um, don't assume you do. Back it up. You know, if you tell me, yeah, this is pleasing to the Lord, then give me a, a scripture verse that, tell, that confirms that. Uh, and, but then if you, if you look up just in the verse before, verse 9, it, it says, uh, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And uh, as Ben pointed out to us last week, that's a great place to start. If you just want a short list of what pleases the Lord, he's just listed three things there Mm -hmm. in the previous verse, uh, goodness, righteousness, and truth. And so if you're doing some kind of Christmas shopping for God this year, if you're trying to, you want to go through this season and offer some things uh, in your service and your walk with God that would please him. You might just start by doing a little Amazon search on goodness, righteousness, truth, and making sure you've got some of those in your inbox. Uh, but um, so let's just look at that for just uh, the, these moments and the first one is to, is goodness. Um, and you know you got to, you have to stop and think about what does that mean goodness yeah. um, it, You can define it many, many different ways, but I think in part, um what that probably is talking about, I think Ben uh, pointed this out is it, it may be talking about your relationship to others. Um are you are are you are you being good to other people? Are you being kind to other people? Yeah. Um in your relationship. And and of course this is a great time of year to do that, uh to focus on that. And again, my wife is very good at that kind of thing. Uh, you know, whether it's I I, I was on a flight to Nashville last week and uh you know, just, uh, being kind and smiling and thanking, uh, the people helping you board the plane or flying the plane or serving you, uh, the, your, the person next to you, uh, do you jump up and help someone, uh, get their luggage up in the overhead, um, when you're checking in, uh, when you're at a restaurant, um, you know, Lisa, uh, just every year she leaves a little gift for our mailman and, uh. And, and so we actually got a thank you note from our mailman uh, the, yesterday or Saturday, um, uh, just thanking us for thinking about him. And we, you know, we appreciate the fact he brings us our mail uh, six days a week. And, uh, and so UPS, uh, Lisa will leave out like a, a cookies or wrapped treats for like delivery people, Amazon people, UPS people. Just say, help yourself thanks for, you know, uh, the delivery. Uh, of course you could probably do that all year round if you chose to, but certainly at least this time of year, uh, as you think about what would please God? Well, I think showing goodness, being kind, uh, to other people, uh, of course, this can be a time where if you got to go shopping, if you have to return something to customer service, um, uh, you can wait a long time. Uh, it's easy to get irritable. Uh, you went to the store to get something and that shelf is totally barren. It's all gone. It's like getting children's medicine these days. Uh, yeah. Um, and so you angrily, you know, have a little fit with uh, some poor store clerk that's just trying to, you know, help people with what product they still have in stock. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's just so many ways I think uh, to just, be thoughtful uh, to be generous maybe more so than usual maybe in giving a tip this time of year for a service uh just going a little above and beyond um and of course it's always fun to receive uh, to have people showing goodness to you but um you know i this is just one area i think that there typically is a lot of room for improvement yeah uh, and you might be a very a person who is very kind very thoughtful uh, but there's always, I mean, we just relate to so many people in the course of a week and in our work that there's always more that we could do to express, uh, just kindness to someone, just, just being a good person. And I think you probably, we all probably can have, if I just think of who's a good person that you know of, someone who just, you just think that is just a good friend. Mm-hmm. They're a good family member. Uh, they're a good neighbor. Um, you know i i had uh i i, I was really touched uh a, a month two months ago my mother passed and uh i got cards from a number of neighbors I don't know, like f- f- five or six different neighbors uh gave me a card a sympathy card uh just uh, let me know they were thinking of me and uh one of my neighbors actually gave me uh a couple hundred dollars of cash and just said you're going to have family in for the funeral and going through a hard time and just, just want you to, uh, just want to bless you and try to help, uh, you know, alleviate some of the burden during this time. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, what an, what an awesome neighbor. I've never had that. I can remember a neighbor that I'm not even related to, yeah. uh, giving me a significant uh, sum of money, uh, just trying to be kind to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, there are just ways to do that. I, and I've tried to do that to my neighbors, you know, I was thinking back, it's interesting because that neighbor, uh, about a couple of years ago, I was having some trees cut down in my backyard and I had a tree on my property that was kind of leaning toward his house and I'd kind of, I'd had an eye on it and I'd actually shown some tree fallers that tree. And I said, Hey, if it looks like it's starting to get compromised, you know, I'm going to need to take it down certainly don't want it falling on my neighbor's house. And so when they're uh cutting down other trees in my backyard, that neighbor comes over and he he points to that tree and he says, Hey, you know, he's real nice about it. But he's like, Have You ever thought about that tree? If you ever want to cut that down and um, uh, and I I said, Yeah, I know it's kinda neat. I said, I've I've had my eye on it. I said, I I, I you know, maybe maybe uh, while I've got these fallers here Um, maybe it might just be good to go ahead and get that taken down too. hadn't planned on it. You know, that's going to add to the cost. But, and I checked with, uh, the, the, the the head tree faller said, Hey, how much for just adding that tree into the mix here? I think it was like $400. And, uh, and so I told my neighbor, Hey, uh, Hey, listen, I'm, I'll, I'll get it taken down today. And so it's on my property. It's my responsibility. And, and, but he actually said, Hey, why, you know, if I'm asking you to do it, he said, I'll I'll be willing to pay uh, half the cost for you. And um and I don't know, I it, that would have been fine, uh, but I just on that occasion I'm already paying this guy uh, a lot of money anyway for following my other trees, so I just said, "Hey, don't, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll I got it." And uh, well, I would I want to be a good neighbor. Well, so that would have been $200, you yeah. know, that he would have paid to to, to to help with that tree. And so a couple of years later at my mother's funeral, he finds a way to say, here's here's $200. Well, and I think uh,
1: the interesting thing about that is that $200 a couple of years later is so much more significant and meaningful to you. And it, it makes such a difference in your life. It wouldn't have, I mean, it would have made a difference when you, if yeah. you had done it at the time, but it wouldn't have been as a significant of a gift. And, right, you know, so that that's kind of cool. How yeah, it's that, how funny
0: because out. like I I came home actually from a trip to Thailand. I'd raced over there, came back uh, after my mother passed and her funerals in two days. And I've got a house full of family ravenously eating us out of house and home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, and I see all this uh, Chinese food that they'd ordered, and I'm like, oh, I mean that was fine. We had to feed them, but I I'm like, uh, wow, like that's they're just boxes of chinese food yeah, leftovers in our fridge <laughs> and uh and then i'm like oh I want, well i don't even want to know what that set me back on and then someone told me about this money from our neighbor that basically had helped cover the cost of that and you know i people don't always reciprocate you, you have to be a good person yeah. not because you not want because them to be yeah. good to yeah. you later but there is just something about uh, saying, I just want to be a good person. I just know that it, it, it honors God when I'm yeah. kind to people, to my neighbors, to my colleagues, and I'm not keeping score. I, I'm not being kind just so for what I get back. It's yeah. because I want to be a kind person. I want to be a good person. And so there just, it brings joy to God. When you can, um, just be that kind of good person. And and so of course, as we get to the end of the year, not a bad thing to say, God, as I go into the next year, being a good person, uh, embracing goodness into who I am and what I do honors you. And so help me, uh, to take that to another level. It doesn't mean there's nothing good about me now. I just know there could be more.
1: Well, and I think the, before we go to a break here, just that, that idea of being a, a good person, when you break that down into what does that look like each day, that's over time, that's how you become a good person. Yeah. Because I think it's easy to, you know, and especially you get to New Year's resolutions and that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I want to just, you know, lose weight or I want to be better at this. And like you can't measure. That's hard to measure, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, it's kind of nebulous. But and when it comes down to it, like... Um, you know, when I see so and so, I'm going to say this or like give me the opportunity to be a good person today at yeah. work. And at and
0: you know, if you are a good person, you will do good things. And yeah. I know people that think that they're a good person, but if you said, well, where's the evidence? You know, what what do you do? How did you bless any of your colleagues at work uh, here at the Christmas? Do did, did, yeah. did you give them all? Give a gift certificate to some place or? Well, no, I didn't actually do anything, but I just—I've always viewed myself as a good person. Well, yeah. if you were a good person, you would be doing good things, and yeah. so, you're, yeah. So, like as you said, sometimes just start to—but—but—but but, but at the same time, if you just start making a habit of doing good things, it does affect you, and I think it ultimately you begin to have real joy in being good yeah. and being kind to others.
1: Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll wrap up when we come back. God's power and love have no limits, so why do Christians put limits on their relationship with Him? We could be pursuing greater knowledge, experiencing deeper intimacy, and abiding in freer joy, and yet, we routinely settle for mediocrity in our spiritual lives. But if you're ready to explode your self-imposed limits, the Unlimiting God class will show you that you need not settle for less than what God intends for you. God can do extraordinary things through ordinary people, but only when we allow him to enlarge our spiritual capacity and overcome our self-imposed limits. Registration is now open for Unlimiting God, based on the book Unlimiting God by Richard Blackaby. This six-week study can be found at blackabyinstitute.com. Learn with others from around the world in this online class. Well, I like I like breaking down uh, sort of big concepts into just sort of actionable steps, and, and to be a good person, you do good things, and so, you know, what does that look like uh, throughout your day, and, and how can you make that part of your... You know, part of your being, essentially, yeah. and uh, I think that's what it takes to 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 integrate some of these things into, into our lives. And I know uh, goodness was was first up on the list, but you've got two more uh, yeah. as we try and land this plane in the uh, next few minutes.
0: And the the second one is righteousness. And as uh, Ben Mandrell, uh, he was talking about this the other day. He said, if goodness is kind of talking a bit about your relationship with others, then righteousness is talking about your relationship with God. And so God delights in things being right between you and him, mm-hmm. um, keeping a very short account when sin has a way of creeping in. Uh, maybe you just got some angry thoughts, some unkind thoughts toward other people. Or maybe you just neglected uh, your quiet time, your prayer life has just been kind of harried here of late with so much year-end stuff you've been uh, stressing out about. And uh, and so righteousness means things are right between you and God. And uh, and the only way to, to know for sure is to do as uh, the psalmist said, and just say, pray to God, search my heart, O God, and you know, see if there's any, uh, any any kind of wrong thing in me, any evil thing in me, Lord. That's that's not right with you. That's not pleasing to you. And uh, take an inventory. And, and and sometimes you just need to to carve out a bit of time in your quiet time, and just have a, a pad of paper, and start kind of at the top of your, your first with your walk with God, and look at the kind of things that are involved in your walk with Him. Your prayers, your Bible study, your worship your giving, your service, your obedience to him, your renouncing of any sin in your life that you know is not pleasing to God. And just just kind of systematically work through item by item in, in your life and your relationship with him and just see, is there anything that's questionable? Anything here that a little red light goes off and says, this isn't good. You, you know better than this. You know God's, don't try to make excuses. You know that this isn't right. Um, and so, you know, work through that and then start down on your relationships as well. Are, living righteously means that, uh, that that there's nothing in your relationships with others that would be displeasing to God, uh, that would be sinful. Uh, where goodness might involve, you know, doing stuff for people, but righteousness would involve anything that uh, dishonors God uh, through your relationship. And so, um, you know, start with your spouse, uh, with siblings with children uh colleagues at work people at church uh work your way down i'll tell you it's a very freeing thing if you can walk all the way down to every person that you interact with at some level throughout the course of a week and not have anything that comes to mind that where god would say "Ah, you were very demeaning to that person this week or you really shot down that person in that board meeting this week uh you kind of went way beyond what was necessary uh, mm-hmm. and uh, demeaning their opinion, their viewpoint. And that's just not right. Um, you, you, you poked fun at uh, someone at work. And now that you recall, they didn't laugh about it. They actually, things kind of went silent. You were just joking, but you just may have hurt somebody. Uh, do you want to just go through the Christmas holidays knowing that you were rude to someone, even if you didn't mean to, but they took offense. They were hurt by that. And so uh, take an inventory to say righteousness pleases God. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what, you know, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. I, I was just joking. I, I wasn't serious. Um, are Is everything right in your life uh, between you and God, between you and others? And then the last one it mentions there is, is truth, uh, righteousness and truth. Of course, all the, three of these, goodness, righteousness, truth, are all interconnected but mm-hmm. what as we've seen before truth is um is just always always being authentic and real and honest uh and you know I, I think um that the christmas season is certainly a good time uh to be truthful uh and that doesn't mean that you're being truthful necessarily about other people you know it's not like Sam, in a spirit of truthfulness, I just want to tell you, I think your beard is getting really ratty. You know, <laughs> I've never liked it when it gets uh, out like, you know, like, no, truth is not uh, telling what you think about others. Uh, right. Truth is about being honest about yourself. And, um, and if it maybe it's that you need to say, hey, I just, I just want to apologize. I, you know, as I reflect on la- our dinner last week, I, I just was not at my best, and i I don't think I honored and you or or maybe you know, maybe it's uh expressing appreciation. Here you are at your end. You're not going to see maybe your colleagues for a week during the Christmas break and uh and you you've always believed that you were fortunate to work with these people, but you just haven't said it. You haven't just acknowledged the truth that you're very fortunate to have these kind of colleagues that you have a great boss and you could certainly do a lot worse than this person, or, you know, you're just, you, you just begin to share uh, some truth and and maybe you've been kind of deceiving yourself all year and you keep telling yourself uh, things aren't so bad. Um, you know, I know I've uh, put on 30 pounds, but I, I think I'm still in pretty good shape and uh, there's lots of ways in which we can kind of lie to ourselves and, um, and I've heard someone say, I think it was Kerry Newhoff in one of his books recently, that just said the, the most sinister lies we tell are the ones we tell to ourselves, um, mm. and um, when we we deceive ourselves, and so, but there's something very freeing about acknowledging and embracing the truth, and I'll tell you what we may have, uh, and, and we live in an age of lies and deception and spin and uh, uh, and sort of marketing and and spinning a, a certain uh, truths to sort of fit our narrative our agenda and we we are immersed in that kind of culture and world and so it's easy for us to start spinning our own life and portraying uh, ourselves to people in ways that aren't necessarily true uh yeah. and when people tell us uh, you know uh, merry christmas it's easy to just sort of talk like everything is good in our life maybe it's not maybe maybe this is a time to be honest and say i'm kind of struggling right now or i really need your prayers or you know i really appreciate you just expressing concern i really needed that right now and um there might be some really meaningful conversations you could have over the holidays just simply because you embraced truth and you didn't sugarcoat it you didn't sort of tell a white lie you uh, know you don't don't go in and just start Laying truth bombs on everybody during the you know while you're opening presents, but uh, but when it comes just to being authentic and real with people, there's a way to do it and still do it with goodness at the same time. Yeah, where you're not dumping on people, but uh, but you're perhaps acknowledging the truth of situations and and of course when you when you seek God's truth, part of God's truth is not just always to say this is bad, but God's truth always has a solution it always has a way to make amends. And so don't just say, you know, hey, the truth is I think that you and I really don't like each other. <laughs> uh, well... Truth is we have creative differences. Yeah. Let let God, let embrace God's truth because God will also tell you the truth of how you can reconcile, how you can yeah. make amends, how you can love your brother, even when you have a lot of differing opinions. And so if you're going to embrace truth and share truth, make sure you share all of the truth, not just the front end truth yeah um you know uh, it's like working with people that always are going to tell you, well, that won't work, that won't work, but they never have any alternative suggestions. Yeah. It's like well well, like I need the whole truth, so if this won't work, say, but what about this? I'm willing mm-hmm. to try that and so you know truth you got to be careful with that if you finally decide this is the first you know time in 25 years that you just have got to just tell the truth that you've always hated your mother's uh, dressing with the turkey at Christmas dinner. Um, maybe that's not the truth that anyone needs to hear, but uh, but there may, uh, might be other truths where you just need to be honest with people about your shortcomings and your regret that you've mm-hmm. not uh, been better, you've not shown more goodness, and you've not been more righteous, and and maybe you just humbly ask for prayer that this coming year will be the best year in your relationships with others. And so I like this idea of just find out what pleases God, find out what his will is. And one, and, and three things, you don't have to look far. You don't have to, you know, have a degree in Hebrew to figure out that he values goodness, righteousness, and truth. So always start with what you know. And if you if you're nailing those things, then in good time, God can reveal more to you that pleases him. But but uh, don't, don't make it complicated. Start with the basics. Yeah. Nail those. And it's amazing how so many of the other kinds of things will all fall into place as a result.
1: Well, thanks for walking us through this. And a special thanks to Ben Mandrill for the <laughs> inspiration uh, of this podcast. And until next time.